This is Ink Studs on CITR 101.9 FM. My guest I'm speaking with right now is uh, Lauren, is it Weinstein? Just Weinstein. Weinstein? But I like that. I mean, people used to call me Weinstein in high school, so... Okay. It's just that that's the... Uh, the German. Yeah. The, the German. <laughs> you don't need to use it. Um, your books, I guess your main stuff is uh, your first collection, which I was very carefully informed does not represent your work. The girl stories, mm-hmm. um, the inside Viney Land, yes, which I loved, which Thanks. was fucking crazy, <laughs> and uh, the latest, um, the Goddess of War, as well as smatterings of stuff in different anthologies, including the wonderful piece, which is one of the p- better pieces um, in the new, or I guess the latest Gansfeld. Number oh seven. yeah, yeah. That uh, I worked really hard on that. Thanks. <laughs> that was uh, like I'll, I'll be brutally honest. 
I didn't think a lot of the book. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. Critically, you know, it wasn't a very well put. You know, I, I enjoyed the Gansfeld, so I didn't really feel it was like the, a stronger issue. But your uh, your thing was really interesting, like especially the poster when you pull it out. I know, and like that was really fascinating. It. Sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> it, it, it was misprinted. They just they cropped it a little bit in a way that that um, that bugged me. <laughs> but, the, but then the, they gave me like 150 free ones So that poster is kind of like my business card now Which makes me have the coolest I mean you It's can't stick the it coolest in your one I've ever had Yeah <laughs> Well let's talk let, Let's start out with that poster And mm-hmm. maybe go from other stuff It's fascinating It's kind of like I'm trying to think of the words to describe it, and maybe my my art knowledge just isn't good enough. Um, just the kind of the pathways of following someone's life, mm-hmm. but kind of focused down in one little area of space, yeah, but expanded yeah. in time. Yeah, that's it. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it was like um, I think it's like three or four different people's lives. Their whole span of their lives it takes place, or kind of cro- some of their lives are abridged obviously but um there are no panels in the piece so it's just like you just see um just them moving kind of like um an old um what's the guy oh like Botticelli he used to have like like figures not divided by panels but just figure after figure after yeah. figure after figure telling the story the same figure. I color-coded them so that you could figure it out. <laughs> but then, um, yeah, so they're, they're just traveling across this park, which is actually a park that um, that I grew up in and would go to school. I'd walk through to go to school every day, so I'm really familiar with that park. It's cool. Those bushes, people really do do it in those bushes. <laughs> oh, it's a classy park. <laughs> Well, it's neat because it's not just following a path, yeah. but it's it's a bunch of different things go off into different directions too. Yes, yeah. yeah, definitely. Like there's um, like it's a, the main story is with a couple. They meet and they mate in the bushes somewhere, and then they have a baby, and and I think she she has a baby. She starts going to labor just as she hits like the slide at the bottom of the slide in the jungle gym in the park. And then, um, yeah. Then there are all these other people. There's like a, they get they're rela- they have a fight during a soccer game. So it's like all kind of happened like times elapsing in different ways. It was fun. It was kind of like sometimes I'll do things for anthologies that I'll end up really resenting because I'm not really getting paid for them. They take <laughs> so long, and I want them, and I get really competitive about it, and then that just kills the joy of making something. <laughs> but so then so. Um, that piece took me like forever to make because I was trying to. I used a brush for it all, like a teeny weeny little brush to make all these little figures, and um, and then I did this composite like watercolor um, and digital color coloring technique that I'm kind of trying to work on right now that has kind of a softer look than most of the you know just flat digital colors yeah. that I've seen before. So I like. That, Do you kind of like bring in hues and then work with those hues that you have, or 
I'll do, it's such a convoluted process, but I'll do all the, the black line work, I'll scan it into my computer, I'll print it out really large, and then I'll put a sheet of watercolor over the printout of the line art on a light table and watercolor it all. <laughs> <laughs> and then scan in the watercolor paper, and then whatever looks kind of washed out, underneath I'll put a layer of digital color to punch up the watercolor. Oh, okay. It's just totally stupid, and there must be a better way, and I'm trying to figure out what that way is. <laughs> Frank probably loves it. <laughs> Frank, well, it involves the computer. Oh, so yeah, Frank so he'll... would be scared, is, is scared of that. Although I think he's learned, he's, he's not so scared anymore. I think he's getting, getting into it. <laughs> I, I wasn't thinking it was fear. I thought it was more uh, apprehension. Yeah, <laughs> or, or like it's like a political statement. Or something. Yeah, kind yeah. of, you know. <laughs> don't wear fur. <laughs> 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 Frank and I spent a lot of time together in um, at the Fumetto Festival this year, which is for all you Ink Studs comic fans out there is like the most amazing comics festival in the world. It's like this. Um, it's kind of like the Venice Biennial of cartooning, where they have like all these artists from around the, the world come in for um, like a week and a half and they do installations and then they do like book signings and 55,000 people came this year. It's like unbelievable. And it's just all about going to see everybody's art and like Sherry Boyle and Matt Brinkman. Oh, she's fantastic. Yeah, they're great. And like these people and Amanda, I'm going to totally screw up her last name. The Finnish cartoon. Oh, like uh, Bahamaki or yeah, like that. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they all had shows there, and and it was just fabulous. It blew my mind. And I had a show there too, and with Frank, like the picture and CF, like the picture box people had the, and Ogden Whitney, of course. Um, <laughs> Good old Ogden. <laughs> um, we all had a show together in. And that was fun. And there was also a New Garden show too. Yeah, but of course, um, which looked amazing. Yeah, the he really he actually did his homework and figured out how to like present the material in a way that was really kind of user friendly. Whereas mm -hmm. I was like, I'm pregnant. I don't know if I can figure anything out until <laughs> <laughs> I get there, <laughs> which was kind of dumb. I guess I should. But I just showed my Goddess of War originals there. But, um, yeah, Mark and his lady, Megan, <laughs> they uh, they did this amazing, like, walkthrough exhibit of their Bow Wow stuff and then, um, like, the history of all of his stuff, like all, all the weird gag toys yeah. he designed and stuff like that. It's awesome. All fantastic stuff. Yep. Yes. So... <laughs> let's let's go right to the beginning with you. Yeah. Tell me about your uh, early interest in comics and um, what girl stories represents. Okay. Well, funny because actually I did all the Inside Vinyland stuff and the girl story stuff at the same time. Um, but uh, I went to school actually with Tim, um, my husband, who is a comics. He's comics Tim Hodler comic of Comics Comics. Yes. Yes. And Dan. Oh, okay. So we have a very long history. <laughs> um, and Patrick Smith, who does this awesome website called Vector Park. But the three of them, actually, first it was Patrick and Tim. Tim, 
my future husband was also my first publisher. <laughs> he did this comics magazine in college called Bug, and I was totally depressed in college. Like I, I didn't. I was like, I went to school for painting, and I, I hated it, and I didn't know what I wanted to paint, but I kind of wanted to tell a story, and um, didn't really know how to do it. And then Dan showed me his big comics collection. I think he so showed me some David Mazzucchelli and some Crumb sketchbooks. And um, and when I was a kid, I read like Mad Magazine. I was really into Monty Python. I was kind of like a uh, like a nerdy loser boy in a woman's <laughs> <laughs> uh, body or something. But or not a woman's body at that time. But anyway, so um, then yeah, I started reading comics there, and I just did like two comics that were really stupid but kind of cathartic and I did those in college and so they they published those and then um, I graduated and still hated making paintings <laughs> or liked it but didn't know what I was doing and I was lucky enough to get two jobs at the same time like one job was um, doing a, a weekly strip for the Seattle The Stranger yeah. um, and that's where all the Vinyland stuff came from like just weird you just have to think of a gag strip like in one in like one week and and just like just commit to something and so I just did really fucking crazy shit <laughs> and um <laughs> and then uh the other stuff was like just do some it was actually a job for this website called girl.com and it was do like teenage memoir girl teenage girl stuff so I was doing both of those things at the same time it was kind of making me schizophrenic um and uh, so, so some of that got collect. So yeah, some of it got collected into the um, teenage stuff, which was girl stories, and then some of it got. I got the Zurich to make a the gag book called Inside Vinyland. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So 
Now, do you feel girl stories, does it really represent your work, or is it just kind of a, a period No, piece? well, I'm actually working on the sequel to Girl Stories now, but it's like one long story. And I don't know, I've always... People have, you know, really different feelings about that that work, and I, I don't know, I'm... Like, I got, I did some kinds of... I think some of it's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I think about it. I think other I, I, there's a whole community of like like really literate comics readers that probably think that book is not is kind of lightweight or something. But I think there's some stuff in it that 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 I would go to the mat to defend. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was the first book I read. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if that's the only stuff you've seen in my work, then maybe it's not as like rough as things <laughs> 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 that I've done. <laughs> um, so yeah, but now I'm working on the sequel to that now, which is just one long story, which is much different in tone, and a lot of the like weird science fiction, dreamy, surreal things, and also just horribleness of life things and and joy and sex and all that stuff I'm trying to put into this book so I don't know <laughs> I don't know if it'll ever get done but um, but yeah I don't know that the early like I did a comic called Am I Fat right for this website called girl.com and it was, mm -hmm. it was collected in the book and that comic got me like 10,000 emails from teenage girls all asking me if they thought they were they were if they thought that I thought that they were fat and I was like this is not really the kind of cartoonist I want to be no <laughs> there's so much responsibility yeah yeah for something that is, but but then I was like am I not gonna I always felt kind of bad and guilty about that whole thing and I was like maybe I shouldn't even put it in this book but then I was like how can I not put it in this book it's important to teenage girls mm-hmm and so I'm going to I feel like that mu that was my book of advice for teenagers that I can only give now or something it's like a gift to the, or maybe the, a gift to the teenager inside of me <laughs> 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 I don't know but we yeah. all have one yeah <laughs> there, there's that little part of us that still listens to Nirvana yeah, exactly. Although that person is kind of going away now that I'm knocked up. <laughs> <laughs> As you carefully put it. <laughs> Once I got the bun in the oven, it was all done with. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite things about Vineland was the robot quest for love. Mm -hmm. I just yeah. found it... <laughs> horribly fascinating mm -hmm. like that whole scene with the robot molesting the leaf blower and all the <laughs> other stuff like yeah <laughs> I don't know why I did any of that stuff that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> I think like um yeah I I was doing the teenage stuff at the same time that I wrote the robot story and um I wanted to combine, like, a teen egg story and, like, a robot story, like, and what's, like, a robot's sexual exploration going to be like? <laughs> <But> like 
<laughs> molesting leaf blowers <laughs> and iPods and stuff. And Although si- I don't think they existed when I made that comic. <laughs> and sitting on the vibr- vibr- matter. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's kind of... Poor robot, right? <laughs> I know. I feel so bad for him, but I kind of want to see, you know. <laughs> yeah, the, that, um... That was the first, like, long piece where I really felt like I could get sort of, like, some pathos and not just make, not, like, going for for cheap laughs or something. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't even looked at, at that in a long time, but it's definitely, um, it's a sad story. <laughs> 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 well, as part of it, um... Like being able to tell a story so odd is that you can use that robot device. Maybe could, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like I um, I was doing com comics where I wanted to talk about um, like ex boyfriends <laughs> <laughs> for the paper for like the newspaper, and at one point I had the horrible experience of an ex boyfriend reading the comic and and he started to cry and then I was like oh okay so this is why people don't put real people in their comics because it makes people cry (laughs) 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 so maybe I should start using robots (laughs) I'm sorry I don't mean to laugh it's funny (laughs) and um, like I read that Peter Bag has like a 10 year rule I think that makes a lot of sense. It, what, not <laughs> to talk about something until ten years later? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't see how people like Joe, Matt, or Gabrielle Bell do it. <laughs> I guess sometimes they get exiled into their... Well, I think Gabrielle uses a lot of masks yeah. for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's not little Joe, Matt. Yeah. I don't know what <laughs> I can say there. I mean, you know, he... he he burnt his own bridges, I think, in some of his comics, and yeah, it's uh, too bad. I guess that's why they invented fiction. Yep. My favorite <laughs> description was someone was talking about, I think it was Scott McCloud describing how incredible, uh, whatchamacallit, the Seth book, the... Um, it's a good life if you don't if weekend. You don't weekend yeah. And there's like, you know, it's like autobiography, but it's not, and someone who's on a comics, oh, so it's like like a novel. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess so. Wait, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what's cool about, like, this teenage stuff that I'm doing, too, right now, is, like, that the more I do it, the more I get away from from reality. And yeah. the more, um, the, uh, and the more you can kind of get, the more, the, the further you get away from being young, the more callous you are about it, and so then you can kind of just be more fictional and get to kind of the emotional truth of things rather than the real, real truth. Well, what do you, what do you get out of comics artistically? What do I get out of it personally? You, um, like for making it? Yeah. Um, it's really hard, painful. (laughs) (laughs) It's, like, arduous, (laughs) never-ending, like, uh... (laughs) But then sometimes it just... 
um, before all that part, like, I, I fool myself into thinking that it's really inspiring and fun, <laughs> and, and you get that spark of inspiration, and then it just takes so much longer to actually execute it than, than you think every single time. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I get different things out of it based on the different um, projects that I'm doing. You mm-hmm. know, certain things will kind of... Like right now I'm working... The sequel, I'm dealing a lot with my relationship with my mom a little bit. Like this is more like autobioe self-exploration stuff. Exercising. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And, um, and so... Um, yeah, doing doing autobio stuff is a much different exercise than, say, doing the Goddess of War, which is really, like, a lot of research and just kind of going with the flow of the narrative and um, just putting anything in there that I think is cool <laughs> <laughs> um, and trying to tell a story based on that. But um, it's all very rigorous work. I started just doing drawings about being pregnant recently, and actually I got totally inspired with that. That's my new thing, is I want to eventually do a pregnancy book, because I think... I know that sounds really cheesy. (laughs) 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 I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it, it isn't actually something covered in... Like, you're talking pregnancy, like, comic-type book, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Because yeah, it's no, not okay. something covered in comics very much. Cause, no. Because, I mean, it's, you know, it's, for all intents and purposes, it's a dude scene. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, like, one thing I was noticing, I was reading Carol Tyler's yeah. latest book. And mm-hmm. she talks a lot about the single mother experience, which mm-hmm. is something that... I really like I've never really seen in comics yeah and one person I talked to can only think of one other example of that in a comic so I think like Penny Van Horn did a couple comics about that stuff too which I thought were pretty good yeah you know there you go I think <laughs> that's three yeah. three women out of, <laughs> you know I mean I could tell you about 20 different comics I read about menstrual cycles right right you know but talking on these different aspects of life that we don't really understand, especially as a dude. Um, I, I think that would be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of social and political things about it, but I can't... I could only just tell it through, like, an interesting story rather than, you know, any other thing. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. It's really interesting. It's just weird. of how people change around yeah. you? Well, just more like... How you observe. Well, more just like how you have a person growing inside (laughs) you. (laughs) The gestation. (laughs) Yeah, and how, like, like, when I sing in a certain tone of voice, the baby, like, moves, and, and, and she, like, responds. Maybe she hates it, I don't know, but maybe she really likes it. And, um, and just thinking, like, the kid could just as easily be, like, him as like me <laughs> and 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 who she's a girl like we know she's a girl and also like you just see all these pictures of your kid from the beginning because they have all this technology that lets you see pictures you know like little like ultrasounds so yeah. you see this thing from when it's nine 
weeks old and you can see it's like spinal cord and it's just and meanwhile you have to make this complete change in your life because it's not really about you anymore so you're basically <laughs> a uh gonna a be carrier. a big feed bag for a little while <laughs> 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 so i think that's all pretty um pretty interesting stuff i don't know who it would appeal to and i think that the birth industry is kind of a racket um <laughs> so, so maybe i could get a lot of money for a book <laughs> there you go for all those the, the comics for expecting mothers right right you know it's uh you know you uh, have something there <laughs> i don't know yeah i started i started to in i actually started to interview my friends um about because like about eight of my friends are pregnant or have just had babies so I started to interview all of them, and I found that experience totally amazing. <laughs> because it's like you are not telling the story. You just have to kind of prompt the story every once in a while. And I found that pregnant people really like to talk about being pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yep. I, yeah. That's. So that, that's been um, fun. <laughs> what kind of information are you looking for in these interviews? Um, just brutal honesty about all their fears and um, uh, and also just if they've given birth what the hell that was like (laughs) 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 and and also what now being like a new mom has been like just just kind of their whole mindset through it it's just funny how somebody's personality you know like I had one friend who's just this like southern diva she's talking about how much she just loved eating every day and um she's incredibly candid and graphic in her um in her interview about sex and stuff like that 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 stuff's pretty fascinating and then I had another friend who's like older and plans everything and has like a lot of anxiety so she planned everything and then she like her water broke like five weeks early so like the whole plan was out the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just I like all that stuff. I don't even know what I would do with it yet, but I'm just kind of fascinated by it. <laughs> um, do, do you always work on several things at once? Yeah, <laughs> 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 I have to not do that. Like Dan, my publisher, gave me um, a couple pieces of advice for my pregnancy, which was um, limit my exposure to people <laughs> 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 and just get get like the sequel to to girl stories done and is is it coming out from picture box then no 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 it's okay. coming out through henry holt but um uh but his big piece of advice was just like limit my exposure to people because i really like people <laughs> i'm like a lot of cartoons <laughs> 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 like talking to them and listening to them and um having fun <laughs> You know, socially. <laughs> You're a social creature. <laughs> and I was in a band for like eight years before, um, before being now not in the band anymore. So, and I still love all those guys, and they practice over my house. So I like, I like, you know, talking to them. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and, and I enjoy. So that all took up, the, you know, time. <laughs> so basically, he said quit on the social life <laughs> yeah he, yeah basically he was like don't don't make any new friends 
He <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a killjoy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So tell me about Goddess of War and where that's coming from. <laughs> um, well, Speaking of Killjoys. <laughs> uh, Goddess of War was a like a jumbo comic book that I started like maybe five years ago or something like that. Um, when I was sick of doing teenage autobio stuff and I just decided 
that I would try and do a balls-to-the-wall, crazy science fiction epic. <laughs> and um, I also, I like, I started making these etchings, so I was like, well, I'll put the etchings as, as sort of illustrations to my science fiction epic. Mm-hmm. And also, I'll... Um, I've just never done anything that wasn't kind of based in the reality that we know. And so I just went for it and thought it would just be one of those little exercises that would take, you know, no time at all. And it ended up just like completely, I became completely obsessed with it for, you know, a year straight, like really, really hard work. And I really didn't know what I was doing because I don't, I haven't read a lot of, like, action comics. I started reading, like, Jack Kirby's Fourth World Omnibus and other stuff that Tim would just give me. <laughs> <laughs> but, Homework. Um, <laughs> and Mar- I, brought, I bought this one comic at one of those... Like, Mark Newgarden has these amazing yard sales. So he showed me this old Lone Range, Spanish Lone Ranger comic from when he was a kid. So that was like all my material, like my, <laughs> my inspiration <laughs> material, and um, and so I just decided to like, and and then like, you know, the war. Ha- it was like about 2004 when I started doing this stuff, and like the war was happening in um, Afghanistan and I- Iran, Iraq, and everything, and um, so I was just like, well, I'll do something about war from the perspective of the goddess of war, and. And the whole idea of the plot of that would just be that one day she gets really, she just gets sick of her job, and she gets drunk on virgin's blood. and Mayan virgin out. blood. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and she, she just passes out and um, sort of flashes back to this, this lover she had back in the day who was like this real, um, wait, what do you Canadians call them? The... First Nations. First people. First yeah. Nations, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's Apache. <laughs> yes, he's an Apache chief. And, um, my research for this book went like, hmm, who would the goddess of war's boyfriend be? Oh, like an Apache chief. And I'd be like, wait, I don't know anything about Apaches. Or, Apache chief, or even who an Apache chief is. So then I would do like a Google search on it, <laughs> <laughs> and then that would lead me to actually like buying a couple books and reading them. Um, so that was that was a, uh, and and I really liked doing that kind of research because it was just like, hey, let's just see where this goes, and and um, and it got me really interested in like military history, and and. Um, the history of just the world's wars and how technology and um, and warfare and like and people in philosophy all kind of collide with each other. Had you always had a his uh, an interest in history? Um, sorta. I've always been interested in like art history, and mm-hmm. I was a bad student and only kind of just went on my own little tangents on things and. So only when it, I guess I kind of am interested in history, but only when I feel like it. (laughs) 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 I don't know, that sounds awful, but Uh, (laughs) it's honest. 
<laughs> Hannibal seems to be one character that sticks out for you as far as that whole world history thing. I'm sorry, what did you say? Hannibal? Mm-hmm. You have oh, a yeah. particular like interest in him? Um, I don't know. I like the whole idea that he's, like, riding... Elephants. On elephants. <laughs> that was about it. <laughs> okay. Just the image. <laughs> yeah, I like the image. <laughs> I don't even think he had that many elephants. Yeah. It just sounded cool. <laughs> I think he was more Spanish than African, too. Oh. But I'm a history nut. <laughs> it, there's stuff, like, I. you know what I am more than anything else? is I'm, like, a museum junkie. And so, like, if I go to a museum... They have a neat exhibit about something. I'll get really into it for two seconds, <laughs> and then Tim, <laughs> Tim will read about it more, and um, <laughs> and then I'll then I'll give me the books. <laughs> I sound like such an idiot. Oh well. <laughs> you know, he gets more interested. Maybe <laughs> he does. He's kind of like definitely my um, research assistant. What was the choice of doing the etchings? Like, I mean, that's a separate medium altogether. Um, well, it was my... It started as a an attempt just to get back into the stuff that I did when I went to school for painting. Mm-hmm. Um, just do something that was just based in a single image. And from Vinyland, I found that I like to use a lot of little scratchy lines. So I was like, oh, etching seems like the perfect medium. And I was teaching over at Parsons School of Design, and they um, had this great etching teacher there. So I just started taking the classes and making these etchings that actually kind of formed, even before I did the Goddess of War, these, this, is, this is where the Goddess of War started. Like I did, the first etching I did was a head cave. It's like the one of her house, the mm. cutaway view of her house. And so that just got me thinking about the plot of the of the story and where she lived and her character and that kind of thing. So it began as something that was just sort of like a fine art project, and it ended in um, just the, the as the framework for the story, basically. And so yeah. I figured I had to put them in there. And um, I don't know how I'm going to do more etchings for the other three issues. Because <laughs> they're incredibly time-consuming, but what what's the materials you use for it? Um, it's some of them are copper and some of them are zinc plates, um, and then there's a like a soft ground resist that's put on top and um, an acid man. And you got to be careful with that, I guess, with the fumes and stuff. Um, well, right now I can't even <laughs> can't even think about it. Yeah, it's too bad. Um, but before that. I had this great teacher named Muhammad Khalil, who I dedicate the book to, who's like Mr. Zen, and he's just like, do you have any problem with fumes? <laughs> Get out of my class. <laughs> <laughs> like, we just dip our hands right into the acid. I've never seen that before. He's like, as long as you wash them pretty quick, you're not going to have a problem. And I never have. <laughs> I guess we'll see what happens when the baby comes out. But <laughs> whatever. Well, <that's> three hands. <laughs> there are few. I mean, it's pretty well ventilated studio. Actually, the at the Parsons, the Parsons printmaking studio is one of the best I've ever seen. It's really, really good. So yeah, I don't. It was just a. It was like 
I kind of just kind of go with whatever I'm interested in, which is bad because I don't think I've really branded myself as a cartoonist <laughs> of any particular kind, you know. Um, but it's nice because it gets I, I can. It makes me more flexible in the end, too, yeah. I guess, you know? Well, it keeps it, it I mean, the the nice thing, especially, like, the area of cartooning you're in, um, there's, there isn't really stringent limits on what people can do with the media and how that interconnects, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I feel like I've, the Girl Stories was more of, like, a sort of pop culture book, and Goddess of War is, like, so in the opposite <laughs> direction, it's like complete head scratcher. It's very surreal. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and so I feel like I don't know. There, it's it's really nice to be able to do both things because they they keep and like I I'll learn one thing from from one kind of work and then it'll kind of affect the other work and keep going back and forth. Getting the spirit in the dark. I'm getting the spirit in the dark. People moving, falling with grooving. Just getting the spirit in the dark.
Where's uh, Goddess of War going to take us? Well, um, I think the next... <laughs> I don't know when I'm going to be able to work on it again. <laughs> uh, but In about 2015. <laughs> <laughs> but there's supposed to be about two more issues. and Oh, it just got translated into French, so that's pretty cool. From Axude's going to be releasing it in... Um, I think probably about a month or something, um, and but it's the rest of the issues are going to trace more of the history of the world wars, kind of, and Cochise um, is going to come back, and also I I want to work it so that it comes up to the present day. But what's funny is that by the time I'm done with the book. There may not be any more <laughs> of the current wars. So <laughs> that'd be good. That best case scenario. So that's um, wishful thinking. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. And then there may be some new wars too. So, um, so we'll see what happens. I guess. But uh, um, I can't even think about that stuff right now. It's a little scary. War upsets <laughs> you. Yeah. Well. Um. Not really. <laughs> in the beginning of my pregnancy, war did upset me, <laughs> and we couldn't watch Tim and I couldn't watch certain movies. <laughs> um, but now I, I like watching gruesome things again. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I think I've like leveled off. <laughs> it, it's it's a, it's a hormonal roaster, roller coaster. <laughs> Tim rented all these great movies in the beginning of the pregnancy for me to watch one was this one called Lever to Heaven where this woman is so um, uh, obsessed with her husband and just having her husband for herself that um, she uh, she's pregnant with her kid and she hurls herself down a flight of stairs to give herself an abortion so that um, so that she won't have to you know the baby won't take over their lives <laughs> Tim and I were watching this together and I was like, this is the movie that you read in for, for us? And he was like, I'm sorry, I didn't realize it happened. And, um, he probably felt terrible. He did. <laughs> <laughs> but then a week later we watched The Bad Seed <laughs> which is the story of a little girl who um, is a psychopathic murderer <laughs> and the mom who just like kind of Let's her do whatever she wants. <laughs> Why don't you just go watch Rosemary's Baby? <laughs> kind of sounds, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, will we see anything published new um, in the next while, or is it all kind of well, gestating? It's tricky because um, I think I'm going to be able to finish the sequel to girl stories in the next year but then it takes a year more for Holt to actually publish anything because that's what happens when you work with like a yeah. mainstream book publisher um, and then I kind of want to put together this pregnancy book before I get really bored with the idea of that <laughs> of pregnancy or just forget what it's all about when, you're, when your daughter's two and you're tearing your hair out right, right. that was nice when she wasn't around <laughs> oh I should never say that now it's recorded forever but um and um yeah i don't know i don't know what so so yeah and then the goddess of war is just kind of on hold a little bit um for it seems like one of those books that can just pop up out of nowhere 
Yeah. <laughs> right, and maybe I don't even have to make it. It could just kind of make itself. There we go. <laughs> if only comics were that easy. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, like, kind of into hippie watercolors right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of the way I feel, and it's sort of what... Um, like, I look at my... my um, my sketchbook and it's full of like dreamy pictures of Tim <laughs> and, and 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 like just list like pictures of what our baby might look like things like that <laughs> that's, that's my big rigorous discipline right now <laughs> is your sketchbook normally like not necessarily tied into your regular work that you're doing um yeah, so a lot of it's the kind of diary stuff. Um, a lot of it, uh, yeah, I record ideas for the future. I'll just draw random things. And I love, you know, I really love drawing from life. Like, if I ever go anywhere, that's, like, mostly what I do is just draw from life. But not from photos. I draw some from photos, but it's not as fun as actually yeah. sitting in front of something cool. It's true. Yeah. If I was an artist, I, <laughs> I can't draw. I when I was in Sweden and Switzerland, I drew a lot of stuff and stuff on my website. I think if anybody wants to see my work for the next little while, it's going to be on laurenweinstein.com. There we go. Because <laughs> I think I'm going to start putting my embarrassing pregnancy comics and watercolors up there. <laughs> and the dreamy pictures of Tim. Yeah, maybe I should have a whole um, gallery of dreamy pictures. That's what I'll do <laughs> today. <laughs> yeah. Didn't, I think it was like Tom Spurgeon said he looked like one of the guys from Steely Dan, or is that who it was? Oh, <laughs> uh, the 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 brothers Fagan. Yeah. Oh man, I forgot. I don't uh, know. Steely but. Dan. <laughs> I think I'm gonna finish this on that note. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe we could have. There could be a whole website of just dreamy pictures of Tim. <laughs> I think that's what I'm gonna do now. <laughs> All right. Thanks for inspiring me. <laughs> there we go. It'll be your. Uh, it'll be your next big art book. Just <laughs> the Tim book. Tim. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tim. <laughs> I'm really sorry. He'll probably listen to this and just be shaking his head. Yeah. Or be boastful. <laughs> <laughs> Hear that, everybody? <laughs> I don't know what he'll think. <laughs> but I bet he will be embarrassed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Lauren. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah.
understanding What a strange, strange boy He still lives with his family Even the war and the Navy Couldn't bring him to maturity He keeps referring back to school days And clinging to his child Fidgeting and bullied His crazy wisdom holding Something wild He asked me to be patient Well, I failed Grow up, I cried And as the smoke was clearing He said, give me one good reason why What a strange, strange boy He sees the cars as sets of waves Sequences of mass and space He sees the damage in my face We got high on travel And we got drunk on alcohol And on love, the strongest poison and medicine of all See how that feeling comes and goes Strange, strange boy I gave him clothes and jewelry I gave him my warm body I gave him power over me A thousand glass eyes were staring In a cellar full of antique dolls I found an old piano Sweet chords rose up in Fire in the stiff blue-haired house room 